listening to the WDYM, the What Do You Mean podcast. Now everyone gather around and listen to one of Hamilton's best podcasts. No research to back this up. Your host, Michael Gillespie. you heard that music that is the music of everybody's favorite game show were they a good employee this game is really simple we just ask me uh four simple questions as if if this person was a good employee so our our next contestant is someone that i got to work with for about three three and a half almost four years so this one's easy for me. This one should be an, a knockout the park no-brainer for me as far as if this person was a good employee. So with that being said, Angie, you're up next on where you're a good employee. Question number one, did they show up for work? You, you may think this is an easy question. Yes, for the majority of her time, she did show up for work. She, this is not easy. This is the easy. This is the easy one. Did they show up for work? Yes, they did. Now, were there problems? Sometimes, when there was snow, ice, sleet, something extreme, we might have had a little bit of problem with that. You know, she would like, she would be, she would tell you straight up. Listen, I I got these country back roads to drive on. I'm not showing up. You'd be like, hey, Angie, it's not that much snow. So guess what? Not showing up. Okay, that's what the point system's for. I'm not showing up for work. She's like, okay, fair enough. But a majority of the three plus years of working with her, this is the easy one. Did she show up for work? Yes, she did. So this one's easy. Yes, she did show up for work. Survey says. Yes, she did. Majority of the time, she did show up for work. Hands down. I can count on Angie to show up for work. Minus inclement weather okay i'm gonna take that yes she did show up for work okay easy ones out the way easy ones out the way second one second or question number two were they good at their job Ooh, this one might be a little tough because remember now to be fair angie was never a cook she learned OJT on the job training. She was not a cook per se, but did she do good things? Absolutely. I mean, there was some bad things involved. Uh, prime example: she, she almost had a cross contamination case, but we we worked through that. We got past that, and she grew and knew what and what not to do. Granted, that and she was a cook. She became a lead cook. So she got promoted. She got raises. So those are all good things at the job. Now, was she good at a lead cook? Ooh, that's where uh, that's where it becomes tricky. You know, when she's in a new position, there has to be a learning curve for her. I gave her a learning curve where you know, hey, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this if you want to be a lead cook. And she understood what I was saying, but she got she failed to execute sometimes. So was she good at her job? 
she was good with people she was great with people customers and all that in fact i had so many people come up to ask if angie's at work today that's a good thing she was good with people good with customers but when it came to her job was she good at it Mm-mm-mm. i'm going to say majority of the time now was she good at her job I'm going to say, yeah, she was good at her job. Majority of the time. Survey says. Yeah. Yeah. Majority of the time, she's good at her job. The thing is that Angie can cook. She also served. She also washed dishes. So there was nothing that I could not ask Angie to do as she would do. Right? So was she good at her job? Yes. Yes, she was. Okay, okay, okay. We're down two questions. We got two, two right answers. Question number three. Now, this is a doozy. Significant moments. Name some of the significant moments that she had. Okay. This, this is where it gets a little tricky, right? So, the lead cook was afraid to ask questions where things were. For example, we had a pie. There was crust in the freezer. She wouldn't ask. She wouldn't text me. She would say, hey, Mike, where's the, where's the pie crust? Did you order pie crust or anything like that? I said, nope. She said, I just winged it. I said, ooh, Angie, we're supposed to make pie. You can make pie. I said, there's crust in the back. All you do is just text and ask me. I would have told you. She said, yeah, well, her, cord, her coin term, it is what it is. Like, ooh, Angie, we quit using it. Uh, everything. Vegetable wise, was sweet. We had sweet carrots. Menu calls for savory carrots. She's like, well, I, I like sweet carrots. I said, me too. But the menu says savory carrots. You know, we gotta make savory carrots. Oh, it is what it is, Mike. I said, okay. Okay. That's that's twice you don't use that on me. Uh burning things. Yeah, we 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 burnt a lot of things. A lot of bacon was burnt in the process of her being a lead cook. It happens though. It happens. We burn things. We don't make things adequate enough. But hey, oh, here's another one. Taste tester. <laughs> she made. Oh, she made this teriyaki sauce. It was saltier than the Red Sea. It's like, ooh, child. I cannot. I, mm. And it's like, I said, did you try this? She said, no, Michael. I said, why not? Because I don't like teriyaki sauce. Well, if all this salt, I don't like it either. We got we to fix this. This is part of your, you, you adapting to be a cook. You got to taste these things. So all these significant moments. Was she still a good employee after all these significant moments? Now this one, this one's easy. This one, these significant moments eventually cost her some of the things so I'm going to say the significant moments, like this is, yeah, the significant moments costed her. Was she a good employee because of these significant moments? I'm going to say, no, she wasn't. Survey says, yeah, these significant moments are moments that as a lead that I expected her to step up with, you know, you find how to fix the sauce, find, you know, it is what it is, you know, burning up things that happens. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from her. That happens, right? Last question. How did she go? 
Like, how does she basically go? Was her last couple weeks slash month, was it good? No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good based on the the three plus years I've, I've known Angie, right? Okay, so example, she when we talked about her lead position, we we're like, hey, you know, you're kind of struggling with this. You know, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to fix this? She's like, well... I just need to go back to my old spot. It's like, okay, that's fine. But do you realize you're going to lose money? She's like, I'm cool with that. So, oh, you cool with that? She says, I'm cool with that. So, okay, you're cool with that. Okay, so, all right, so you realize if you go back to your old spot, you might be doing more work. Are you cool with that? She's like, yeah, you know what? I am so comfortable over there with those people and doing things over there. I am cool with that. I said, you are cool with that? She said, yes, yes, I am cool with that. So you are. Okay. Okay. So when she gets over there, the first thing she complains about is like, I can't believe I'm lost this much money. I said, Angie, remember I told you this before going over there that, you know, you might not want to go over there because you're going to lose money. But you said you were comfortable with it. But yeah, but I can't believe I'm doing all this extra work and I'm not getting paid for it. And I said, hey, hey, you remember. This is what you asked for. Remember, I tried to avoid you doing this. So you come over here and be a lead. You go over there, you're going to be doing more work. And you said you were comfortable with it. She's like, I understand, Mike, but I can't believe I'm a cook. I should just be a server. I said, whoa. You understand that's going to be another pay cut. We 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 can't do that. We you don't want to do that because we're already struggling with this. And then eventually, she parted ways with the company. So overall, overall, was she a good employee? Would I take Angie with me to another location? I would? Question mark. Listen. Sometimes you have to sacrifice, bite the bullet to have good people around you. Now, would I have her as a cook? Probably not. A server? Absolutely. I think she'd be a great server. She is good with people, like I said. But I wouldn't have her as a cook. Not at all. But overall, Angie, you were a good you were a good person. Uh, you're great with people. You know, things happen. We wish you nothing but the best. That being said, thank you for your time and service. I do appreciate everything you've done. I'm pretty sure the company appreciates everything you've done. So uh, here's to you. Thank you so much. Now we'll get to the main chunk of the story today. Today's story is, <laughs> is the indictment of 45. Now you may be like, well, what's going on? Because some of us may not be paying attention to this and figuring out how, you know, 45 plans to be 47 because he's running for president again. Unbeknownst to me, then, you know, I do my research and I find out that in order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. Outside, here's why he thinks he is the future. USA! The foot soldiers of the Trumpism movement. We love 
love Trump! We love Trump! Only the most loyal here, of course, but this does stretch across the country and it cuts into society. So many times the Republican Party establishment has tried to cut Trump loose. After the January the 6th insurrection and many Trumpian moments in between, they try and they try, but they just can't let him go. Because they know that this remains the reality-denying force behind the party. He deserves another shot. The, first, the second election was rigged from him. Um, you really Democrats believe that? Of course I believe it. Have you seen all of the fraud out of Arizona? Look what happened right now. Man, this is tremendous. Maybe we can correct all the things that that Joe Biden's done wrong now. We had to do it once, now we're going to get to do it again. Their loyalty can't simply be switched off or directed elsewhere. For as long as they stand by the man in the palace behind them, he'll continue to be a force. Mark Stone, Sky News at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. So you guys remember... Back in 2016, or if you don't, that the whole thing that he was going for was for locking Hillary Clinton up. They're not deplorable. Who would have thought that a word was going to play so badly? That's the problem in politics. One wrong word, and it's over. And, you know, that was the main storyline. Even uh, retired General Michael Flynn, he was on that stuff, too. We do not need a reckless president who believes she is above the law. Lock her up. That's right. Get, that's right. Lock her up. I'm going to tell you what. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so that was the motto going back to from 2016 when he was running for president the first time. Now some of us are out here like, lock his ass up. Lock his ass up. You're going to jail. You're going to jail. <laughs> so let's break it down as far as what he did, what the possible crime is. So being straightforward, uh, Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, paid Stormy Daniels, who happens to be a, uh, um, a, uh, an adult film actress, uh, $130,000 days before the 2016 election. Based on Cohen, uh, this was done at the direct direction of his boss, which was the 45th president, because the actress was on the cups of going public about their affair that she had back in 2006. All these charges are brought up by a district attorney, Manhattan's district attorney, Alvin Bragg, which happens to be a Democrat. So let's see. While he was in office, uh, he reimbursed Cohen but has consistently denied the whole thing happening. But the payment of hush money itself wouldn't be the crime. In this case, the possible crime is how the payments were documented on the books of the Trump organization. So that's where this white-collar crime happens. Going forward, uh, Cohen submitted phony, uh, phony invoices through 2017, referencing a retainer agreement and requesting payment. 
Then Cohen received a, a stack of checks hand signed by the 45th president while he was in office. The legal problem is there was no retainer agreement and it was all done to cover up the hush money scheme. The document, the fake documentation of legal, legal expenses on the organization's books can trigger a charge under New York state law. Falsifying business records is a crime. Normally, the false business records charge would be a misdemeanor. In order to elevate it to a felony, the defendant needs to have created the fake records with the intent to commit or conceal another crime. So if the grand jury doesn't vote in favor of prosecuting this crime as a felony, it would direct it would it could direct the prosecutor to file a misdemeanor in this case. So you can see where some people are upset if you are a Republican. You can see why these these um, charges can be say that there was false or say that you know that these are misdemeanor type crimes don't need to be brought up. So don't need to be brought up. So moving on, uh, what would be Trump's legal defense in court? Uh, Trump has has cast the investigation as political motivation because Bragg's a Democrat. But the argument made by his lawyers in court is likely to be different than it can hinge on Trump's intent at the time the payments were made. He suggested on Monday that even if a crime has been committed, the statute of limitations will be up now because this happened back in 2006 and it's 2023. But that's unlikely to be the major sticking point. Statute of limitation on a felony charge related to false business records normally requires an indictment to happen within five years. But statute of limitation is toll meaning pause when the defendant is not continuously in New York. And you all know where he likes to stay. Mar-a-Lago in Florida. So the question is asked, <laughs> is prison time a possibility if Trump is indicted and convicted? Of course, yes. The charge of falsifying business records is a first degree, a low-level felony carrying up to four years in prison. But what's the all likelihood that he will face any prison time, let alone if this even goes that further, if it goes that far. Um, so why is this happening now? It's all Alvin Brigg. Alvin Brigg's office is an elected position. Some will argue moving forward with the, with the prosecution to help his reelection efforts, while others suggest that if, in fact, Trump broke the law, Bragg has a duty to bring the case and assure public no one is above the law. But we all know that's not true. Because if this was me committing this crime or you committing this crime, we'd already be in jail. If he is indicted, what happens next? Uh, the prosecuting office would instruct the grand jury of all the charges and the law, and the jurors would vote. The grand jury is usually made up of 23 people, and at least 16 who have heard the evidence need to be present to vote. But the decision does not have to be unanimous. If 12 members of the jury vote to indict, the prosecution would draft up the indictment, and the jury forego, the foreperson would sign it. The indictment gets filed under seal with the court, so initially the public will not see it. Once the indictment is filed, the prosecutor team will simply reach out to the defense attorney and coordinate a time for the defendant to voluntarily surrender. <laughs> That's a white, white collar crime. Hey, man. Hey, you committed this crime. We would like you to report to jail. Uh, don't pass go. Don't collect your $200. Just come on to jail. You'd be like, wait a minute. You can't have me looking bad in front of my community. <laughs> I'll be there by 8 or 9 o'clock. <laughs> That's funny about white collar crimes, isn't it? If the case proceeds to be as other high cases at this point, Trump has to turn himself in. He could be prosecuted at the same place within the district attorney's office, according to sources similar to the office. This, that would normally include paperwork, fingerprinting, mugshot, cross-check of any outstanding other crimes, 
which all would happen behind closed doors. Sometime soon thereafter, he would be arraigned on other charges in front of a judge, and that would be public. At this point, Trump and his attorney are, would enter a plea, another court date, and he would now have to post bail given the nature of these crimes. So you may be asking yourself, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he was indicted and said he would be arrested on Tuesday, then why didn't he get arrested? From what I was, from what I looked up, this never came from the the Manhattan DA himself. He must have sent a feelers out, and then forty five got a hold of him and told people he will get arrested. Now, remind you that Trump represents roughly seventy four million voters, and what happens with that? People donate money. People donated so much money to him. That now, like, he's making so much money for his 2024 run for president. His campaign sent scores of emails and communications to his supporters over the weekend, seeking to rile him up about the arrest well, and prompt a donation that clearly lists at the end of each email. In some emails, he described the effort to charge him with crimes for allegedly hush money payments to the adult actress, Stormy Daniels, and also refers to this as a political witch hunt, which we've heard millions and millions of times. Number 45 characterizes the 2024 election as apocalyptic or prosed as voters, a last chance to save the country. He encourages supporters to actively protest his impending arrest, drawing comparisons to his role in the January 6, 2021 riots that happened on the U.S. Capitol. If this all happens, he will be at the DA's office, rested book, fingerprinted, mugshot and have a DNA swab. So how does this all work for a former president that has secret service with him? This is, this is by far the craziest thing that's happened because no president has ever gone through this before. And it begs the question, like why or how does he reach 74 million people? He has his own social media, true social. I don't, I don't understand how he has this grip on the Republican party and over half America. So what, what is the uh, Republicans in the House are saying? They want to investigate Bragg, the district attorney from Manhattan, over these over these in, in, uh, allegations, right? You got Jim Jordan, James Comer, Brian Steele fired off letters to Bragg accusing him of actions that would erode confidence in the even-handed application of justice and unalterable interf- interfere in the course of the 2024 election. If Trump Trump is indicted, Republicans give Bragg until 10 a.m. Thursday to set up an interview with the committee staff. They also want they also want documents and records, including any related federal funding or communication with the Justice Department and other federal law enforcement agencies. <laughs> they're going to get in that. No, they're not. These requests are now voluntary and the letter does not include a mention of the compulsory process if Bragg doesn't comply. In other words, no subpoenas. And this comes from Jordan Carney of the Politico. So what is your take? What is your take on all this? This is this is such a wild time politically for years that all this has been going on. And, and, and to have a, a former president indicted is history making and weird that somebody is beloved so much by America, by half of America, that even the indictment, even the January 6th uh, committee pointing out things that he's done to America, yet he's uh, throwing his hat in for the 2024 presidential election. So I just wanted to bring that information to you because 
That's something else, man. I'm just saying. Someone who could be indicted for crimes is running for president. Kind of ass backwards to me. But that's the show. Just to inform you guys what's going on. I'll be damned if he wins. Wouldn't that be something? Someone indicted wins president presidency in 2024. Who knows? I'm your host, Mike of the WDYM. And I'm out, Boy Scout, Girl Scout. Peace. <laughs>